Hey friends, this is Rick Lee James. I am so glad that you are listening to this podcast today, and I want to ask a favor of you. You know, this podcast is free, and it's always going to be free, but we do have a lot of costs around here. Not only making podcasts, but making new music, paying for production costs, website fees, hosting fees, doing research, marketing, materials, and so much more. And you can help us with that if you visit patreon.com slash Rick Lee James, where for as little as a dollar a month or even a one-time donation, you can help me to continue doing the work that I'm doing. It would mean so much, and it takes such a very little amount of your time. So if you have a chance, go to patreon.com slash James and thank you in advance for any help that you can give. Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, a songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is where I discuss music, movies, books, pop culture, theology, and more with friends, colleagues, and sometimes just by myself. Now make sure to let me know what you think of today's episode by leaving me a review on iTunes or by tweeting at me, at Rick Lee James on Twitter. And please join my mailing list at rickleejames.com, where you can receive an email every time a new episode is released. And by the way, in case you're interested in a daily dose of kindness and encouragement beyond this podcast, I also run the Twitter account, at Mr. Rogers Say, where I post daily quotes from Fred Rogers, one of the voices in my head. Well, I guess that's it for the intro, so sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of Voices in My Head. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I'm your host, Rick Lee James, and I'm so glad that you're here with us for what I know is going to be another great conversation this week. Even in the Dark, which released on September 4th, is the full-length debut album from Minneapolis-based husband and wife folk-pop duo Him and Her Worship. Even in the Dark is grounded in the assurance of God's steadfast love throughout life's deepest valleys and highest peaks. Him and Her Worship's Seth and Jenna Ehrlich, who wrote, recorded, and produced the project, have stopped by for a visit today. Seth and Jenna, welcome to Voices in My Head. Thank oh, you. thank you so Thanks much. For We're us. so thankful to be on. Yeah. Well, I am grateful to have you, and I realize as we are starting the show today, I should have asked you if I am pronouncing your last name correctly. I'm almost certain I mispronounced it just now, but would you mind <laughs> would you mind letting our audience know how to say your last name? Well, the way you pronounce it was closer to like the actual German pronunciation. Yes. <laughs> but we go by Herlich. Herlich. Yes. Okay. Yes. Herlich. Very good. Yes. Herlich. Yeah. All right. I will know for my future reference when I say yeah, your name. Yeah, no for sure. <laughs> Uh, and and I wanted to make uh, you know listeners also aware that when they're looking for your music, whether it be on Spotify or iTunes or wherever they stream, uh, or even just to buy the actual album, um, it's it's him and her worship, but it's him with a plus sign, her. So I yes. wanted to make yes. sure that they were able yeah. to find it that way, um, just so there wasn't any confusion, as sometimes it happens on the internet. And as I told you beforehand, I've been confused a few times with another Rick James, and you know. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, you know, as we get started tonight, tell our, our listeners who are listening, tell, just tell us about some of your musical origins. When did you both start playing and, and singing and making music? Yeah, you first? Yeah, I can okay. start. Um, I don't know. My parents were never very musical, um, but they did end up um, in middle school. They just got a really cheap um, it was like, I don't know, like an electric piano. And we just had mm. one in the house. And then I, I just joined um, like the symphonic band in middle school and I played trumpet. Wasn't really a superstar at trumpet. Um, but then, I don't know, I was really, I still really enjoyed it. And so um, I really got into um, kind of more uh, oldies rock. And so I was a big fan of mm. Beach Boys and The Who and especially The Beatles 
And so um, when I was in eighth grade, I um, I asked my parents for a guitar and I ended up getting one for my birthday. And I also got like a Beatles um, songbook as well. So I started wow. learning. Yes. So I I'm completely self-taught with guitar. And then um, where I went to high school, where Seth and I both went to high school, um, piano is a requirement, as is choir. And so um, starting because it's it's a Christian school, it's very music focused in like the classical department. Um, So, yeah, so I took piano lessons for the first time and then um, continued on past um, past what I needed to do because I really enjoyed it. And then same with choir. I ended up um, trying out for the elite choir at that school, which was pretty competitive and just ended up making it. So, and that's actually where Seth and I kind of met and became friends slash boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> so, terrific. But yeah that's me though. Yeah. That's so great. I'm the youngest of six kids and um, there's 10 years between me and my closest sibling. And um, so my three oldest sisters and my oldest brother were incredibly musical. Um, my oldest brother was very into like writing music and playing music. And my three sisters kind of followed suit and they all were in uh, an elite show choir in high school that traveled um, and competed. And that kind of influenced me. I mean, I was going to those every weekend as a baby basically through up through you know five years old and um i my parents got me a drum set i think when i was four and i taught four or five and i taught myself how to play drums Hmm. and then i started taking piano lessons when i was in first grade and um yeah my closest brother also so the this the sibling closest to me who's 10 years older he was in a signed like christian screamo band uh <laughs> high school so there was all kinds of influences um and then when i got to high school um again jen and i were both very sports focused so i was really into football and jen was really into soccer and that was kind of our focus but also music was really important to us and i mm-hmm. in hindsight realized it was probably even more important than i realized um but yeah i ended up playing also in some screamo rock bands as a drummer <laughs> and uh some and uh also some like pop cover bands and also um would write music and i was in a traveling like a uh, quartet acapella yeah, quartet I about that. <laughs> and also we were in a traveling elite choir that traveled the country um but all very like classical stuff. Yeah. You were also mm. in symphony bands. Yeah, in band too. Yeah, jazz band, yeah. all those things. So, um, yeah, and then so we both went to school to college for ministry. Um, I was going to become a pastor. I ended up failing out of school, um, and Jenna continued on and got her degree in teaching. But not until afterwards, uh, and we got married, did mm. our life kind of shift towards the direction that we're going yeah. now. Um, basically what happened is, uh, I ended up moving back home and, uh, after getting kicked out of school mm. and, um, basically a good friend of mine had a music academy that was in partnership with the church and it was actually my brother-in-law's church and he ended up transitioning to a full-time call as their worship arts worship director and he needed someone to fill his shoes at his at his uh, worship academy so i ended up moving up there and because of that i ended up playing not only like really learning all about like that genre of music which i wasn't really interested in but also playing and leading at church and then jen and i got married and then jen ended up leading a church and yeah. yeah. And yeah. now we're here. Yeah. So, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. It's funny how, you know, there's that change of direction. Uh, so often, once you mature just a little bit and, and kind of find where it is that you're being led as far as music, because, you know, who would have thought from like a, a screamo band to a more, you know, worship setting and then, and then, you know, music that's a little more subdued. But it sounds like both of you have. Uh, had a lot of training in all kinds of different music together so it's that's pretty neat though as i think back about you know the school you were both in that i i can't recall hearing of another you know even a christian school that required you know piano and things like that it's actually really good Uh, that's that's good training for people that's amazing um and and i was just wondering what's it like uh 
to be on tour with a screamo band because I I have a feeling they're much more subdued when they're not in the screaming mode. I, I would imagine. Oh my goodness! Yes, that is <laughs> it's so crazy and interesting because I would so agree with not only my experience with my friends and then my brother's experience with his and then also we got a we had a photographer take pictures for us um who also did that for a for a magazine specifically for the punk like screamo christian mm-hmm. side of music and yes everyone is really chill except <laughs> they're playing yes yeah it's so interesting i yes it's like you got they have all the outlet angst all and all that they get it all <laughs> all out yeah. on stage and then yeah. yes Yes. So, oh my goodness. Yes. Well, and I think I think all of us who play music, we we almost are. I'm not everybody, but in my experience, and I know I am. I come a little bit more alive on on the platform than I do. You know, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty mild mannered and even not quite introverted. But on a good day, I'm an introvert. You know, <laughs> type person. Uh, yeah. But if there's something about the way that that uh, whether it be performing or leading worship or or just making music isn't it interesting how it kind of shifts to a different part of our personality and I, I've seen that time and time again with with people yes. who do music it's and and it's neat because I think none of us are just one thing and there are so many different facets of who God has made us to be it's it's fun to see that kind of come out on stage and and people that you would think are so charismatic sometimes um, are the hardest people to have a conversation with <laughs> later yeah. on. They're just so quiet. Right. But yes. Wait, that oh is gosh. so yeah. that, true. If I could just tell one really small story there. Please. So I'm a I was a Spanish major in college, and I had the same. I, they only had one Spanish professor, and he was amazing. He just this like really cute old older gentleman, mm-hmm. very like. Uh, awkward when he spoke in english but when he was speaking in spanish he was like over the top over the it top loud obnoxious like and i loved it it was so fun to talk to him in spanish and he was like that and then talk to him in english and he was just kind of mousy <laughs> and i feel like i feel like playing music is where you can have kind of a different personality mm-hmm. and it's and i think it can be natural too it's not like you're putting on a front it's just like this is who i am this when is who I'm i am worshiping yeah. it's really sure. cool. it's really cool exactly. I, I listened to a podcast last week with bear reinhardt from the uh he's the front man from need to breathe and okay. he said the same thing like Basically, he gets to be the child, the real him, when he's on stage holding a guitar and singing into a microphone, and everything else is like the the work of it. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's hard. Like he, for him, he just comes alive when he's yeah. on stage yeah. in front of. But everything else is, yeah, yeah, yeah. hard. <laughs> and I totally, I totally yeah. agree with that. Too. Yeah, it is. It is funny, you know, the the old adage from the. It's it's an old movie and an old story now, but Chariots of Fire, Eric Liddell, and he he was a, a marathoner and he was a Christian, and he said that uh, you know he feels the joy of the Lord uh, whenever he's running, you know, and mm-hmm. and it's kind of interesting that there are those times in life that we feel most fully ourselves, and and there's this identity that we come into, and I and, and again I I think what you said is perfect. There's nothing fake about it. It's that. There are just certain moments of life that we just really come alive, things that give us yeah. life and, and the way that we're made, and it speaks to us, and that's wonderful. Well, let's 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 talk a little bit, uh, since we're talking about things coming to life, and I want to talk about Even in the Dark, which is it's a really cool album, and uh, there, there's some really special moments on it. Uh, you know, rumor has it that you did this album a good bit of it while you were living in a camper in the parking lot of your church. And I was wondering if you could share some of the story behind that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll go. Yeah. yeah. So basically um, we tor- we try and play a hundred to 150 or more shows a year and we live in our camper full time. And um, since we're from the, the upper Midwest in Minnesota, as you know, that gets a little snowy and a little difficult to travel. Sure. So we are basically snowbirds where we, we try and stick the, you know, the upper half of the country when, when it's nice and warm and then we go down south when it turns into winter. So we were making our way across, um, basically from the southeast to the southwest 
and we had landed in Phoenix, Arizona, right when right when COVID and quarantine happened. And we kind of watched, as everyone did, watch our life fall apart, but yeah. it's specifically our, our schedule. And living on the road and kind of leaving, you know, everything behind and we don't have a home, it gets really scary when you don't like when that happens, because, you know, of course, we're relying on the next place and the next place. And, you know, if you're if you're squatting at a place for two days, it's not a big deal. Right. Yeah. But it becomes a lot bigger difference when all of a sudden, you know, three months of your life is changed. Um, and so basically what happened was we we were going to play for this church and they were very gracious in basically bartering with us where we asked if we would be able to live in their parking lot for three months, hmm. finish our record and in turn, we would produce all of their online content for them. So we had high quality cameras and um, we're, you know, we do audio work. So we basically made all of their quarantine videos for them mm. and they let us live in their parking lot. Man. And it was an amazing experience for lots of different reasons. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's a great idea to to kind of work together and partner. But please, please continue. Absolutely. Yeah, it was definitely mutually beneficial. And um, they kept like the the pastor lived on the property in like the parsonage. And he just kept saying that, I don't know, that we were giving more than they were giving us. And we're just like, no, you have no idea. You have no idea. First of all, campgrounds were closed. Mm. And even if they were open, they cost like $50 a night. And so it was just like, you don't even know what you're, you're giving us. And especially um, to answer your question is that we were able to just set up in their nursery, um, kind of outside of the sanctuary, the worship space. Um, We just made that into our recording studio. And so we, um, we bought a couple extra pieces of equipment, but we had the majority of the things that Already, we needed. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was totally God's plan because, um, if none of that would have happened, we would have been bouncing from church to church in Arizona and Vegas and California trying to record I can't imagine our trying record. To finish it. Yeah. And just knowing how much work it was to set up our vocal booth alone, which was basically a couple of our stands. <laughs> like brought up really high, put all the blankets from our bed on it, and then we have this little like foam. Um, uh, what would that? Would you? Call yeah, that? just like a surround shield yeah. around the microphone. Yeah. yeah. And and just thinking about needing to do that, especially the number of times we had to re-record vocals on some songs, it was just like God knew what He was doing. Yeah. There would have been no need, way we'd have finished it. Yeah. We yeah. needed to be in one place for three months, yeah. so it ended up being a huge blessing. So, so that answers another question I had. I mean, this is a this is really like a, a pandemic project. I mean, like yeah. from yes. from doing this, and there's not a lot of those coming out right now because it feels like everything just kind of went on hold. You know, I've I've stopped yeah. doing any traveling at all. I I work at my church part time, and I do a lot of traveling too. And thank God I have my church family. You know, part time to keep. Yeah. It seems oh like I've been goodness. busier than ever before, just doing <laughs> yeah. local church stuff. You know, and it's an odd. Absolutely. It's an odd thing to have like an empty building with nobody there and be so much more busy than I <laughs> used yes. to, you know. It's it's right? very strange. But I, I love know. We kept... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. We just kept uh during that time just to go off of what you're just saying. Same thing where it was like how can it be that we've had less revenue and less shows than ever before and we're we were like a hundred times more busy as well. It's so strange. I think some people's work really dropped off or they lost their job and some people's lives just ramped up. Yeah. And we were a part of that as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have no idea that the people that talked about being so bored and, you know, not being able to do anything. And I'm like, well, I would love some boredom. I am so overwhelmed yeah. you know, right yeah. now. I just felt uh, crazy. So it's it's just one of those odd things. And, I, and I've heard that again and again from... Yeah, worship leaders, pastors, people on staff at churches, and and just different different things that continue even uh, in the midst of everything else stopping. It's kind of interesting yeah. to hear that. Well, I love that that it actually brings even more meaning uh, to the title of the album. I think even in the dark, and then I I really love the layout of your album with you know the the three sections of the album. There's a section mm-hmm. on uh, just so our listeners will know it, it starts with the dusk and the little musical interludes that begin each section and then it moves into the dark and and then the dawn 
And as I was kind of reflecting on your album, you know, often we think in terms of the rising of the sun to its setting as as the place where the action of life happens. And you know, there's even the scripture verse from from the rise. And we've we've all sung the song, I'm sure, at church camp or whatever. If we ever went, you know, from the <laughs> rising of the sun to the going down. Yes. Of the sun. Yes. Um, yeah. But your but your album it, it kind of takes that and and flips it with the focus mm. and it, and I and I yeah. like that a lot because you're starting at dusk and you're working your way through the dark and then into the dawn, and it's literally you know the darkest part of of the 24 hour period is what your album is dealing with, um, yeah. and and I have to to ask did the Book of Psalms kind of lead you in this uh, I guess I'll call it a dark focus because it really is sort of an album that takes place with its movements almost in the nighttime and the psalms are are this great treasure of you know like 40 percent of them are what I would call psalms of darkness you know these these psalms crying out to God and and seeking rescue and, and and begging God to come and and answer and and crying out and I, I'm just wondering if yeah. if the Psalms were something you held very dear, kind of in the process of writing and and recording and even being in this pandemic time. Yeah, I oh man, I thank you so much. Like those are that's so, it's just so refreshing to hear someone like talk to us mm. about our art. So it that yeah. like. <laughs> That meant something special. So oh, thank you. Um, I I wouldn't say specifically the Psalms inspired this album, but I would say that King David is kind of like a kindred spirit. He's kind of like a melancholic um, person. I mean, he went through so many things. And um, I think we're just, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, yeah, you I mean... It, in retrospect, yes, but the thing that's interesting is like all like the name and all the the themes came after the whole album was done. Hmm. And the thing is, I think the the big thing of of the past season of our life has really the past year has been really hard, even before like COVID hit. And that this album was written and finished like lyrically by February of, so before COVID even happened, this record was basically written. But the thing is, is that we were basically going through this season and it was so many ups and downs, not only career wise, but um, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and ended up passing away the second day of January. So the second day of 2020. And so 2020 has really been one of those years that was, that is, really hard and then we like we kind of saw where the year was headed with COVID happening and coming and happening and what everyone was going through and that's when we like doubled down on like this record needs to come out even though really retroactively it was really coming from last the season before what we're going through now and we realized looking back how relevant it was to what everyone is facing now um and that's when, like, we realized, first of all, we love narrative and we really, really hold narrative highly and just encompassing art generally. I think it really helps knit the whole thing together when it has more than just song to song to song, if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, so I feel like it really encapsulated that idea. And then it was like, oh, like these songs have a theme. Like there's there's actually more here than what we originally thought. And that kind of wove itself all together. And then we realized, I mean, we don't have a title track even in the, called Even in the Dark, but we said some form of Even in the Dark in like four songs. And all that put together made us realize that I think that's what is here. Yeah, it was really just put together by God. It just really yeah, felt like it. It's like we wrote the songs from the seasons we were in, and then it was just like, yep, these are the songs we're going to use. Oh, wow, here's the theme. Oh, yeah, there's the title. Wow, okay, three parts. That's what we're doing. It was really just kind of given to us. So much so. And then when we decided to make the full-length lyric video, album video that um, our video producer made for us and, like, with with our help and, and getting to see it for the first time when it dropped on Friday... Like we just were able to kind of I don't like to use the word consume, but we we were able to sit and watch it and experience it. And it was like, wow, like there's so much more here than I even realized. Hmm. Um, And just I don't know, I I just 
Yeah, it wasn't on purpose. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense, it wasn't yeah. on purpose. Well, if you don't, well, before I go too far, I want to. I would just want to say how sorry I am uh, to hear oh, about your you. mom. And uh, I, I knew that uh, just from reading some of the information about you guys before the show tonight, I, I read some about your mother and and the process. Um, so I, I never want to like just rush past something like that without yeah, just you. taking a moment. I want to acknowledge the sacredness of that moment for one thing, yeah. and um, and I wonder did did she have a chance to hear any of the songs uh, that that you were making for this album in the in the middle of your making it, or or was she even with us long enough to be able to hear some of the finished recordings that you were doing? No, actually not. Yeah, it's well, kind of like the. Um kind of the tragedy of it but it's also kind of beautiful as well um especially one of the singles called it'll be all right we wrote for her on the day she passed away and so the when we finished writing it we got a text from Seth's sister saying that she was going to meet Jesus and she ended up um a couple hours a couple hours after so I don't know it was kind of like it was really hard to write those songs and have her not hear it, but yeah. it's also really comforting because the words that we wrote for her ended up being the comfort for us, for us. and our family, and, and then like the so people many we share it with. Yeah. So, so yeah, incredibly thankful. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can, and I can completely understand that because that's such a a part of the grieving process, especially for creative people, is to be able to kind of sing your feelings out and yeah. you know, different things. And yet, at at the same time, um, I, I, all of us, we know we're we're in some ways we're guessing. Um, we we know what scripture tells us and what theology teaches us about the afterlife, but none of us have been there. And uh, yeah. and I and I always I always think whatever it means that absence from the body is presence with the lord and whatever it means um that we are still in somehow this fellowship of believers and and i often mm-hmm. say to people who've lost loved ones i I'll, I'll say and and i'll say it about your mother you know may she rest in peace and rise in glory mm-hmm. um Absolutely. because there is this beautiful hope that's there and so whatever it means i i get this feeling that part of the fellowship of believers together i get the feeling that she she's not missing it too you know there's a sense in yeah. which the holy spirit is connecting us all in in such mm-hmm. a way that we probably can't even sense at, at at this moment um but i'm but i'm sorry for your loss and and i'm i'm grateful that you were able to um use your grief as a way to to kind of uh, bring songs for the church and and songs for God's glory because I've um I've I've thought for a few years now actually when I was doing some writing while my grandmother was passing away um it kind of um reinvigorated my songwriting for the church mm-hmm. in some way because she loved the Lord so much and I remember being around her bedside and what we did a lot was was sing old hymns you know for mm. for like the two weeks as she was passing away and we all knew she was passing away um and i thought you know what what a task that we have as musicians for the church that that we would attempt to even write something that would be strong enough to sing as we are dying you know <laughs> yeah like oh, like, yeah. like imagine that and so in in a sense that's what you you guys are doing you know you're you're in the middle of writing these important songs and and they are songs that you're wrestling you know that uh, matter of fact i'm going to just go to the song that really literally makes the illusion of jacob wrestling with god in genesis mm-hmm. that you guys are singing yeah. about in the the dawn part of the record and you're literally singing these lyrics of you know no small thing is beneath your love there's no pain that can't be shaken no i need you god i won't relent i won't let go until you bless me oh and um that those lyrics hit me hard you know when mm-hmm. i was hearing that and i can just feel such a depth um on the journey that you guys have taken and then i'll i'll stop talking and let you uh, talk some more but it's it's very it's very moving to me as a listener i guess to to say i appreciate the way you have interacted with that 
we're we are all in a a state of grief on some level right now um whether we've lost loved ones or not and and a lot of guests have talked about this with me on this podcast um some like you have lost relatives uh, people you love very dearly uh others of us have lost you know other things that we can't quite put our finger on because we've mm-hmm. missed months and we've missed all this time um yeah so i love the way that you have interacted with your loss and are interacting with it to help us <laughs> in some way it's very generous of you to do that yeah. so thank you yeah, yeah. thank wow. you thank you so much i know i i kind of feel like it is part of our calling to experience our feelings publicly for the sake of everyone else um just because as you mentioned like yeah everyone's grieving right now and we just keep seeing that in the faces of the people that we're meeting um as we are still playing in smaller venues and um on Sundays and stuff and like meeting people and you can just see it on their face and people tell us stories about just the I don't know, mourning things that they've lost, even Mm -hmm. if it's not a loved one, but it's, you're right, months or jobs or trips or whatever, just how life used to be. And I, it, we had a pastor one time, he told us, he said it in front of the whole church. And he was like, I know that most people probably tell you that they, you know, they hope that things go better for you in the future, but I'm going to keep praying that you guys go through hardships because your hardships are getting songs for the church that people need. And mm-hmm. it was like, whoo, that just like hit me really hard. Like, yeah. man, maybe maybe suffering is part of the calling mm-hmm. and it has to be OK. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I definitely I feel that and resonate with that a lot. And I think Jenna and I both. As I mean, as you probably can tell, and if you listen to the arts music or encounter us, we really, really, really value being honest and authentic and real. And that is not easy always, and it can be really challenging, and but also incredibly liberating and powerful. And I mean, I remember reading. Um, I love, I love reading the Bible, but one specific interpretation or translation is um, the message and there's a specific and I like to listen or read it when I want to get inspiration or just a different twist on on wording and stuff Um, and it was talking in it was Jesus Sermon on the Mount and he's talking about being generous um, and I can't specifically remember um, where it is but basically the idea is is that you should be generous with your story because it is something to um, that's something that you have the ability to. I can't think of the word. Steward. Steward. Yes, thank steward. you. Steward. Yes, steward your story, and it gives people that hear you being honest with your story the opportunity to not only be honest or vulnerable with themselves, but also with God. Mm-hmm. And I took that to heart, and I think Jen and I both have taken that to heart. That I really believe truly that God desires relationship with us and to have relationship requires us to bring our true selves, our whole selves. And that includes our fears and doubts and our concerns and our anger and all of it, all of the above. And I know that God can handle it. And it's true that if you want to be able to have relationship with him, you can't leave the, the negative of you back from him. He wants all of you. And he wants you to bring all of you to him. And that's where our songs really come from. Um, and that's that's really what we strive for. Yeah, that's why the wrestle in No Small Thing is, I think it's just the perfect example. Like, I believe, I believe you're good, but I'm still, like, I'm waiting for the blessing. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to bring my whole self to this, to this yeah. relationship. And I think that, that's, I don't know. That's, I think that might be what some Christians need. I totally yeah. believe that. Yes, sure. I totally believe that. Yeah. And and you know what I was I was thinking um, too. I mean, one of the first songs on the album is is from Psalm 27. I will sing. Mm. It's sort of this this standout track of, to me, it it almost 
it reminds me of worship as a matter of will, not as a matter of like emotion or desire because I want to, yes. you know. Yep. And, oh my goodness. And yes. It's, it's and 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 there have been so many times I've I've been at my church um, in in some capacity or another on staff. For this, this is actually coming up on 19 years in a couple months, which oh, is crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. They've they've been so kind to me to allow me to do a lot of different endeavors over the years, and but I've but I've been consistently, you know, it's kind of my home base, and um, there have just been so many seasons, including the one we're in now, where I think maybe I don't know if I want to say more often than not, but often there are those. Sundays that are just like this is a praise God anyway moment <laughs> because oh, because yeah. it doesn't oh, feel good yes. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times I've come back to to um, like Habakkuk chapter three and there, there's two verses in particular that that stand out and I don't know if it'll come to your mind or not but one that just stands out to me in Habakkuk three the writer says though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vine and though the olive crops fail and the fields produce no food and there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls and then verse 18 says yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will be oh joyful, yeah you know in God I say and they just listed this long you know litany <laughs> of like we've got nothing everything's gone it's all going <laughs> yeah. wrong so but I will praise God you know and, and yeah. how many times does it feel that way you know <laughs> in, in oh, the midst of man. what we're doing um, and, and I feel like you've brought that out uh, and it's a real I think it's a real gifting um, for for both of you to be able to kind of lay it out on the album in this way but and am, am i hitting close to to what you were feeling kind of on that oh i will sing gosh, yeah you yes. totally put language that yeah I, language that i didn't even have i didn't have so thank you yeah literally because i i i feel that so often because we play like two or three in a normal normal setting two or three concerts or sundays yeah. a week and it can get really mundane sometimes. And especially like if the audience isn't as rowdy as we want them to, or we get some weird vibe somewhere and it's just like really hard. And sometimes it's really, yeah, just a matter of will. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to try to mean it. Like even if I, uh, even if it's, yeah. I, I, my feelings aren't all there and oh my gosh, like I, that's so resonant. So good. <laughs> I think it's crazy because this last weekend, we and I'm so I I want to say this. I'm so thankful that God has been blessing us with the ability to tour still. Hmm. But we've we played four shows in five days over the past five days, and two nights ago, um, it was it was one of those nights where I literally had to be okay with the fact that all I literally could bring all I had and it wasn't what I normally have, but yeah. that had to be enough. Yeah. And I think that we've been experiencing and learning, and I'm so glad that you put words to this because sometimes, man, I feel so guilty that I don't, and I know that's the danger of feelings, but I feel guilty that it doesn't feel as powerful as some nights or whatever or when you're just waiting for the set list yeah to waiting to be done yeah. you just you're just doing yeah. your absolute best and you're yeah. i or you man you're just in between songs praying to god like oh my goodness lord just help me i give me strength yeah please please reinvigorate my heart yeah. because it feels dead like but, i need yeah. i need you. <laughs> yeah. but that's like the lady who puts the oh, copper coin in oh like, my goodness real. yes yeah. And and the thing that always is so humbling about those ones is you get done and those are the ones when people stay for like three hours and spill their heart to you. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my goodness, God uses me even when I am not what I should be. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about the opportunity we have as worship leaders and songwriters. Yeah. And <sighs> it's it's a it's a funny thing too, I think, when 'cause I I think what you're really describing is fate is trying to be faithful to what your calling is you know yeah. and, and trying to just do the best you can and it's not always for the one who is called to always feel like doing it but they do it anyway <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yep. and, and there are those nights that 
um, or days, whenever they are, depending on on what the situation is. Sometimes it's morning, mid morning. Churches are are, are strange because it's not your normal venue. You've you've got different right. times of day. But there are those times, aren't there? You go in and you think, um, I, I want to be off the platform now because these people hate me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you'll find that sometimes that that what for whatever reason you felt that way, it's that person that that you felt like was probably just, you know, staring holes in you with their laser beam <laughs> stare thinking, I, I can't stand you. That's the person that meets you at the CD table afterwards that was yes. just like, my life was transformed tonight, you know? Like, yes. you, really, you know? <laughs> oh so gosh. it's, it's, it's amazing that, and I, and again, I think it's this, the God, God uses us in spite of us, I think a lot yeah. of times. Yes, he does. And, uh, I, and, Man, I truly, I'm the biggest believer in those are those moments where God says, and just reminds us that it's not, it's not yeah. just you, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's so humbling and so yeah. incredible to see how God can use us in spite of yeah, it. It's the, just so powerful. The passage that comes to mind is like, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in due time. And I just, I think that of those moments, of that's him lifting <laughs> us up at the right time. Because maybe if he lifted us up at, the beginning of that concert, we would have gotten a little arrogant, yeah. but it needed to be an hour and a half of just <laughs> sludging through like, like survival mode in order for us to like see a little like spark uh, or whatever it is. That person at the merch table who's like, my life is changed. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Holy moly. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh. Well, and you know we've we've been talking about some pretty heavy stuff tonight, but um, there's there's kind of an air of of humor in the air too, as, as I'm oh, thinking. Yeah. And I'm thinking about because you're describing some of the things too that I think everybody who's ever uh, played a gig anywhere has <laughs> has experienced, you know. And I don't I don't know if you know him or, or have crossed paths with with my friend Andrew Osinga um, or not no, over the years, no. but he, he's. He's a he's a great musician, wonderful producer, yeah. and he has this wonderful story that he tells, and I I think he even told it on because he's in the new season of like there's a children's show Slugs and Bugs, um th that's out, and uh, the, he was a guest on one of the episodes, and he tells this great story of um going back to play at his hometown in in Normal, Illinois, and. Uh, because he used to be in the band called the Normals, and and he it was okay. just gonna it was gonna be like his just like triumphant. I'm back in my hometown. I'm gonna have a great <laughs> big crowd. And he gets there and he runs out on stage and he literally like slips and falls across <laughs> and just like <laughs> slides across the stage whenever he gets out there. <laughs> and and he's and he goes from immediately. It reminded me when you said like, what if we got this big lift at the beginning? And he literally is like. <laughs> It's running yeah. out the very first part of the show, and he just falls and slides across the platform. And um, and it's like, thanks, Lord, good good night here. <laughs> but I think we've all we've all kind of been there too. And what one of my favorite and, and sorry to talk so much, but, no. but it's it's fun talking with you guys. But one of my favorite Instagram feeds right now is Worship Fails, and I don't know if you guys have. Oh Yep, you we, check that out. <laughs> I we, we watch uh, worship leader problems and they have a couple worship fails on it. I'll have to I'll go follow them right now. <laughs> oh my goodness, worship fails is one of the funniest things because you go you go oh my goodness I'm not alone. You know I've had that week the the you know the the loop track starts at the wrong time or it's in the wrong key from what everybody else is in or you know somebody's in the middle of song with their hands up raised and their guitar strap comes loose and the guitar yep. goes crashing on the floor right in the middle of you know it's it's a it's an amazing confidence builder for those of us that do that yeah. but <laughs> yeah. well, it was like a couple days ago we we sat on instagram and watched hundreds of, of those yes, <laughs> oh it yeah amazing. it was needed for it sure is, yes it is such therapy for for worship types for sure yeah. It, yeah, it makes you feel like oh thank god i don't have to be absolutely perfect all the time and, and it's, it's oh, great my goodness. Yes. Uh, and i always hope that i won't end up on there one day but you know the oh. day <laughs> the oh, day my 
the day may come. <laughs> That's oh, that, man. that will finally be my viral video, the one where I fall off the platform and yeah. uh, catch on fire from the candles with the communion <laughs> table or something. You know, it's gonna. <laughs> oh my goodness! That'll be the end. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Well, you know, I realize I told you guys around a half hour, and we're we're heading closer to the forty-five minute mark right now. But uh, Seth and Jenna, it's been so much fun getting to talk to you and talk about some very serious things and to share some laughs with you tonight. But I want to make sure everybody has um, all the information that they need about your album, even in the dark. And and I asked you before we started to be thinking about a song that you would like me to play to, to close out the show today. So in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to tell me that. But before we kind of wrap up tonight, um, tell my listeners just some of the ways that they can uh, find out more about you, whether it be social media information or how they can find out more about the album and, and stream it and, and different things like that. Just tell them uh, what, what they need to know right now. Yes. Well, our favorite, uh, we don't love social media, I'll just say that, but our favorite social media out of all of them is Instagram, and you can find us on him and her worship, um, so it's just and spelled out instead of plus, okay. so I understand that can be kind of confusing. Um, our website is also himandherworship.com, um, there you can find, I think that's a really good place to find everything, so you'll find like our tour dates and um, music and you can buy chord charts and our merch and stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh, YouTube, probably. yeah, YouTube, him plus her, him and her worship there. Um, and then on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all of that. We're on all the streaming platforms. It's him plus her worship. Um, yeah. yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. And and I do want to say to listeners too, you know, it really does help artists when you can go and stream their music, even even if you're not one that goes out and buys physical copies anymore. Mm. Yes. It really does help artists whenever people stream our music and, and it really uh, it's also a confidence booster to know like, hey, somebody's yes. listening today because we get to see those numbers eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and it kinda comes yes. out. But yes. I wanna say this to everybody listening, like it's it's a really good record and i think it's a very timely album for right now um from the title to all of the tracks on it i think everything is is very much for the moment we're living in in this time so thank you for sharing it so so let me ask the question then um what song should we close out with today from your new project even in the dark i'm kind of thinking it'll be yeah, I'd say yeah. it'll be all right. It's a deep track, so if you want something light and fluffy, maybe go to the album and find <laughs> Psalm 27 or Faithful. But yes. um, I think it'll be all right. Yeah. Is like it's the song that we wrote the day my mom passed away. Wow. It has been relevant to so many people, and I think it is more timely than ever. Yeah, just the reminder that you know maybe the our life won't turn out the way we want it to. It might not be amazing. We might not be super happy all the time, but we all know how our story ends, and Jesus is someone to trust in, and because of that, we know that it'll be all right. So yeah. I think that's a song to end with. Yeah. It'll be all right. Well, I'm glad you said that because we've we've talked a lot about the story behind it, and I'm glad to give listeners a chance to hear it. So we will close out the, uh, the program today with It'll Be All Right from the new album, Even in the Dark by him and her worship and uh, him and her worship is Seth and Jenna Ehrlich I think I said it correctly this time Uh, and it it has really been a joy so as I say to my guests every week when they come on this show Seth and Jenna thank you for being two of the voices in my head this week oh thank you so much God bless you Rick thank you when I see the stars light up the sky Let me know that you're here in the night It has to be dark before it is light It won't be long till the sun will rise Oh, I know it'll be When 
This week on Voices in My Head. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com where you can find out more about me, get my music on vinyl and CD, follow my blog, and even schedule me for a concert or a speaking engagement. Better yet, even a book signing in your neighborhood. You can find all that and more at rickleejames.com. Also, it would mean a great deal to me if you could write a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast will be online. And now, for the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. God bless you, and thank you for listening to Voices in My Head.